0: Not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: This is Dr. Dan. I'm going to begin by asking you a very basic and significant question. Who owns your body? Most of you will probably quickly shout, I do, I own my own body. And yes, you would be correct. Each of us owns his own body. It is a direct gift from God, and along with it comes the complete package, a body of natural law rights that are divine in origin. If we ask this question from the historical perspective, however, regardless of your beliefs and God's presumed intentions— your answer would be, at best, only partially accurate. For centuries, humanity was ruled by kings and queens, princes and princesses, dukes and earls, whose wills and whims were imposed on their subject for any selfish reason imaginable. The monarch confiscated property and money and instituted all measure of punishments, including torture and death, by his simple word, And that was even in the presence of legal systems designed to administer fair and equal justice for all. Simply put, they owned all property, including your body. How fortunate that our founders, having defeated the tyrant King George, understood the concept of natural law rights and created a legal contract, our Constitution, That protected and secured those rights for each and every individual. To our founders, your personal property includes your land, your home, your possessions, the work of your hands, the ideas of your brain, and your life itself. Each individual was granted personal sovereignty with freedom of choice and free will, accompanied of course by the requirement of being responsible for the choices he makes the Constitution further created a system in which the natural law rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights were guaranteed to each citizen, even the minority of one. By force of that contract, no individual, alone in a group or by the using of force of government, is allowed to diminish, reduce, alter, modify or eliminate the guaranteed and enumerated rights of any other individual, whether he be in a group or, as I said before, by himself, the minority of one. Unfortunately, that is no longer the case. The rights of individuals are violated daily, and we allow this to happen at our peril. I'm speaking, of course about the murder of millions of innocent babies in their mother's wombs through abortion. I can prove medically that life begins at conception. Yeah, I can make a logical and cogent argument, medically defensible, that life does indeed begin at conception. Yet this killing is still sanctioned by our government, upheld by the courts, and even championed by those who claim the moral high ground on many other issues. Wake up, America. As he has done countless times in the past, God will punish a nation that arrogantly ignores his commandments. Now, I'm going to take a wild guess that our guest on Freedom Forum Radio agrees with me. Maria McFadden-Mafucci, Welcome to Freedom Forum Radio.
2: Thank you, Dr. Dan. I am really happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you for coming on. And I want to tell you a little bit about our guest. Maria Mafucci is the president and editor of the Human Life Review, located in Midtown Manhattan. That's in New York City. New York, she is a writer, speaker, and has been actively involved in the pro- pro- pro-life fight since the 1980s. Mrs. Mafucci's articles and editorials have appeared in the Human Life Review, First Things, the National Review, and on her recently launched Newsmack blog, called Devoted to Life. She is a native New Yorker who was raised in the Upper East Side of New York City, earned a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy from Holy Cross College. She has been married to Robert Mafucci for over 20 years and is the mother. Of three children, so once again, Maria Mafucci, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. You have an incredible biography and an incredible website. Uh, uh, I've I've been on your website; it is it is absolutely wonderful. And that well, website, of course, is um, it is dot uh, So let's start talking about the history of the Human Life Review. I understand your dad is the one who started it.
2: Yes. So my dad um, came to New York City uh, after a stint in the Army and intelligence, and he had read God and Man at Yale, and he wanted to meet William F. Buckley, Jr., and he did. And when he did, he said, I want to work for this man. And so he joined uh, the then- fledgling National Review magazine in the late 50s and was working there for many, many years. Um, He became the associate publisher. and, And in 1973, when the Roe v. Wade decision happened, he was absolutely shocked. He later said it was his sort of his road to Damascus moment. He just couldn't believe the Supreme Court would put its, as he said, moral suasion uh, in favor of killing infants. And so his life changed. And with um, Mr. Buckley's uh, blessing, he immediately set up something called the Ad Hoc Committee in Defense of Life, which is a pro life lobbying uh, organization. And uh, a year later, in uh, 1974, he created the nonprofit Human Life Foundation, and that has two. Purposes. One is educational, the Human Life Review. The first issue was published in, in the winter of 1975 and has been published without ceasing for over 44 years since. And our other program is charitable. Um, my father started raising money for the also just starting out pregnancy help centers that were forming around the country, and he would he would um, he was a wonderful direct mail fundraiser. He would write people and ask for help, and he would vet these small centers that were starting and send them aid. And so also in the past 44 years, we have um, given grants of over, I think, 1.5 million to many pregnancy centers around the country. So we are based in New York, but we are very much a national and international. We have international readers and writers uh, organization. In I came back to work with my father in uh, the early 90s, and uh, he was diagnosed with cancer actually a month before my wedding in 1993, and he struggled with several cancers and, and worked through all of them for the next five years, but he did pass away in 1998, and at that point, I took the helm of the Human Life Foundation and the Human Life Review, Um, I told him that was what he wanted to really go on after him, and I told him that I would do my best. And it hasn't been easy. Um, The fundraising part of it hasn't been easy. The material is abundant, Um, but because I have a wonderful staff and devoted people, we are still here all these years later. And in New York, which um, is often very hostile to... The pro-life message, as you can imagine.
0: Part one of Doctor Dan's interview with Maria Mafucci will be right back after this quick break.
1: Maria McFadden Mafucci, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio.
2: Thank you, Doctor Dan. I am really happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you for coming on, and I want to tell you a little bit about our guest. Maria Mafucci is the president and editor of the Human Life Review, located in Midtown Manhattan. That's in New York City. New York, she is a writer, speaker, and has been actively involved in the pro, pro, pro-life fight since the 1980s. Mrs. Mafucci's articles and editorials have appeared in the Human Life Review, First Things, the National Review, and on her recently launched Newsmax blog called Devoted to Life. She is a native New Yorker who was raised in the Upper East Side of New York City, earned a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy from Holy Cross College. She has been married to Robert Maffucci for over 20 years and is the mother of three children. So once again, Maria Mafucci, welcome to Freedom Forum Radio. The Human Life Review and i 'm going to tout this i mean i 've been to your website. It is a beautiful website, and it has message and stories and parts there that that if you have any if you have any feeling for this issue, if this, you, this issue is as important to you as it is to us uh, as it is to our nation, to the morality of our nation, you will find on the human life review com stories and articles. That will solidify your belief uh, that this is, in fact, the murder of innocent babies. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. Murder is murder. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're on a mountaintop, in the ocean, in a city, or in a woman's uh, uterus. If you are if you are life, and that life is taken, it is it is murder. You know, the Human Life Review. You can subscribe there, can you not, Maria?
2: Yes. So, yes, so the website, again, is www.humanlifereview.com, and we have two methods of subscribing. For $20, you can get a digital subscription, which not only gives you access to the full review, but also gives you access to the entire over-44-year archives. We had a big project where we uploaded all of our issues, and it's a really wonderful thing because you can pretty much see the history of the pro-life movement as it has been unfolding. And if you are researching a particular issue, for example, um, you know, forced abortion in China, you can find articles from several decades showing you the um, progression of that issue and, and what the current news is. Um, we also, because we are conservatives and we uh, love to hold books and hold journals, we still do um, print on paper, and so it's a quarterly journal. And for forty dollars, you can have the actual journal arrive in your mail and enjoy it at your leisure. Um, it's, it's. Um, I'd like to say we also have some cartoons because we we have a wonderful cartoonist, Nick Downs, and we believe that a lot of this is is heavy subject, so we like to spice it up with humor. And joy and humor are very important to hold on to in the pro-life movement. So those are the two ways you can subscribe. And then everyone can go to our website and read weekly blogs. Um, We have a You Should Know section which gives you important news in the pro-life movement. We have hot topics. Uh, If we see an article that we think is really fabulous, you know, we will point people to it. And we also have a wonderful um part uh, from a pastor he's an anglican pastor reverend Ross Blackburn who has a weekly sort of meditation on the life issues from a biblical point of view and he is he's just a wonderful compassionate and um enlightening writer so we have many many things and i do hope people will come and explore and also join us because um we really are fighting the fight here and and we need support you know when my dad started this in the 70s um we didn't have an internet and people used to look forward to receiving their copy in the mail to find out what was going on in the movement and now of course people can find lots of information on the internet but we're unique because we have the best information the best writers the most intelligent information and we also have it in one place so you can see things in context so I do think we have an awful lot to offer people, and um, we really are um, enjoying um, promoting things to get young people involved. For example, we also have live events in New York City. I'm sure that you and your readers have heard heard about the unplanned movie that's opening uh, March 29th, the story of Abby Johnson, who was one of the youngest and most successful Planned Parenthood clinic directors overseeing something like 20,000 abortions and 40 Days for Life was um, witnessing outside her clinic. And over the years, she sort of struck up a friendship with them. And then, as the movie dramatically shows, the first time she actually had to observe an ultrasound-guided abortion She had a horrible epiphany, and she realized what she had been doing. So um, she then went across the street to 40 Days for Life. And she's now an amazing pro-life leader and wrote a best-selling book about all she saw and did at Planned Parenthood and her conversion. And this has now been made into a movie. So as an example of something the Human Life Review does, um, we had a preview of the movie in late February, in new york city and what was really interesting is that the premier abortion clinic in new york city is called the margaret sanger clinic it's in greenwich village on Bleecker street and actually the corner is named margaret sanger square well connected to it right around the corner is the sheen center for thought and culture which is a um catholic it's it's connected to the Archdiocese of New York, but it's supposed to be a center for arts and culture for um, many interesting uh, plays, movies, talks. And we actually rented out that theater to show unplanned and had a packed house. So we brought this film about Planned Parenthood to Planned Parenthood's doorstep, literally. And now, um, for all of your listeners, too, we all need to try to see and promote this movie as it debuts March 29th across the country um, because we know that forces, as with the Gosnell movie, they will try to close the theaters, put pressure on theaters not to show it, et cetera. But in addition to all the things we have online and on paper, we also do events in New York, and I would like to hope we will do events nationally. Um, But we do things like um, forums, um, conferences to really educate people because one of the biggest frustrations i have when i look at pro life in the major media is that the media tries to portray people who believe as you so eloquently stated in the in the natural law right to life um they like to portray us as not that smart um sort of like holding on to our religion but not being smart and and it's completely the opposite science philosophy medicine, you know, anyone with a brain knows that this is true, but people just spend an awful lot of time talking themselves into some sort of a denial. So what we really like to do is say, yes, you know, we, one of our our tags is we are the intellectual backbone of the pro-life movement. Yes, intellectuals should be pro-life because that's where the truth is. So we are all about Starting conversations, educating, and and we have a wide variety of. It's not all. We have some scholarly articles. We have more journalistic articles. Sometimes we have fiction. Um, our blogs can be sometimes winsome and funny. Even you know, it's 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 a world because life is the world. You know, um, and we we really hope that people will come in and join us.
0: And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Choctaw,
1: mm-hmm. call me original sin, mm-hmm. call me railroad steel, mm-hmm. call me Mojo man, Ooh. Ooh. and call me money waters. And people, I just love to hear that old man sing.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait. When I play the hoochie coochie man
1: I get joy in everything Everything, everything, everything Gonna be alright this morning